The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host/guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. joining me again i'm here the goddess chat chat thrill the empress lady kate mix on another what is it an episode a chapter or whatever it is but you better live you here with me tonight tonight's topic is the word is the word you heard and tonight you gonna hear it right i know my god a lot of people wondering like what you mean the word is the word of course i'm talking about the word of God, but I'm just talking about some other words that I've been hearing, and I want y'all to don't be acting like y'all ain't here, okay, okay? So make sure you join me on these discussions. The phone lines will be open at 443-642-9403, and if you're a little bit shy about doing that, always know you can hit me up in the chat. I'm going to try my best to read, because I swear, no, I ain't even going to speak that, right? Because the word is the word. I was ready to say I need some glasses or something, but I'm definitely not going to own that. No, not at all. Nothing against people that wear glasses, but I just don't want none. Just sunglasses, that is. Um, so thank you for joining me. If you was here with me last week, I announced that I have been doing this for a little bit over a year now. Yeah, yeah to me. 811 was the year anniversary for the You Better Live show. And I definitely tried to give all of my thank yous and all of my salutes to my past guests, my followers, and my supporters. Last week, one of my biggest supporters had slid the rib, Miss Lady Queen T. Yes. And I gave her a little thank you, but I really do not think she really know, well, I know she probably don't know how much I really, really, truly appreciate her. So whether she is online tonight or not, I do. I'm putting that out to the world to know because guess what? That lady don't know me from Adam and Eve, but she's been here giving good energy, definitely showing me love since day one. And she gets involved and I so, so very much appreciate her. So sending some prayers out to uh, for her father uh, who is battling cancer so, yeah, let's keep her lifted up. But that's my fam right there. I said, not a fan. Fan with an N, my fam. Y'all know my tongue be getting twisted. So I be having to spell things out for y'all sometimes. But tonight, I got a lot of the what in the world. <laughs> a lot of the what, what. The things that make you say what. And later on in my guest segment of living it, because that's clearly what you have to do, I have the wonderful Lady S coming through. She says she's the original Pearl Lady. Um, so make sure y'all stick around for that. She'll be joining me later on in the show. Um, and it's going to be awesome because that's what I do. I bring awesome people to rear that encourage you to just, just live. You know it. You better live. Look, I'm trying not to put my hands up, right? Because <laughs> I do need to get my nails done. And I was thinking, you know what? I'm ready to start doing like a once a month month thing because y'all know them prices then changed, okay? <laughs> and my one trip cost has kind of turned into 
I mean, you know, my cloth that used to be like for the whole month, like when I used to go every two weeks, like a routine. That's something me and my mom loved to do together, cherish those moments just very deeply. And I'm noticing like, wait a minute, this bill, this bill. And shout out to Janet Dorsey because Janet Dorsey has been crying that bill for real for a little bit of time. I know it was just one time I was like, ma. <laughs> I ain't even going. I ain't got no money for that. And she was like, who asked you that? Come on. And ever since then, that just always be her vibe, right? She'd be like, mm -mm, put it up. And she kind of get offended when the um <laughs> the nail people be like, who's paying? She'd be like, I got us. So shout out to my wonderful mother, Janet Dorsey Stearns. I'm telling you, she's an extraordinary lady. She's once, twice. Three times a lady, and I love her. Look, I ain't trying to sing tonight. I did drink my water with my lemons, but that ain't it what I'm here for. I'm here to talk to you, give it to you, your news, our views. But y'all already know. Y'all already know how I start the show. Because if you're watching the show, you already know, oh, yes, got to embrace, not even bring it, but just embrace the grace that is upon me in this place, this very moment, me having this opportunity to come here and talk to you. So let's make it do what it do. We got to give all honor and glory to God. And then I'm going to get to talking about this word. You heard? <laughs> all right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for another day, oh, Father God. Let not our ears or our hearts, oh, Father God, go mute, oh, Father God, to your word, oh, Father God. Thank you for the word. Thank you for all of the promises that it details, oh, Father God. May we continue to seek it. May it continue to be a guidance for us, oh, Father God. I thank you, oh, Father God, not because, oh, Father God, but just because of who you are, oh, Father God. I thank you. I ask you to continue to bless everyone who is watching, everyone who is listening, even everyone who is not, oh, Father God. Continue to keep us, oh, Father God, your mercy, your grace, and your love forever indoors. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Yes. That prayer to start off the show kind of just be like, thank you. Thank you. Right. Of course, I'm constantly sending prayers up for people who are struggling with whatever, whatever, you know, these day and times, it kind of be on your mind, right? You be talking and guess what? That be prayer. I put everything in prayer. When I tell you, I did. I do. I want to lie to you. It's the truth. It's the truth. But anyway, the word, the word, the word, the word is what it is. And it definitely speaks to us. That is tonight's topic. Um, God, everybody knows that is, right? That's the supreme or ultimate reality, the, re the perfect being, should I say, the one who is perfect and his wisdom, his power and his goodness, who is worshipped as the creator of the universe. And hmm, God has sent you a word, whether it's do a song, a poem, something you read, like the Bible, the comment, wait, whatever you and see, right? But the word is the word and you better be grateful for it. I'm telling you, you do not know the relief you can get. Well, I'm sure you do, because I know I'm not the only one. You know, I always say, if, I'm, if you anything like me, and I'm anything like you, we be going through, but then I know we also do a lot of the same stuff, right? Right. Yes, we do. So like when I'm really going through, I'm feeling down or whatever else like that, you know, I listen to 
inspirational songs. And no, it don't be all gospel, but it kind of be like feel good. I like to write poetry. I like to just speak good. You know what I mean? I've said it before. When you're not okay, it's okay to be like, I'm not okay, but I will be okay. So just remember, whenever times get hard, give yourself a word and get that word from wherever you got to get it from. Do you hear me? Pick up a book, turn on that radio, talk to an inspiring friend, hit me in my inbox. <laughs> I'll be sure to share a word with you because guess what? If I love you, like I always say I do, I talk your head off. I will talk your head off. Well, hopefully I won't have to talk too much tonight by myself. Last show, I know I did a lot of whatever's and da 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 da. Wasn't real specific because I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't even really prepared, right? But I was here because it was a blessing. I was looking upon my first year of doing this, the You Better Live show, and I'm just like, wow. A year flies, but I did it, but I did it. I was trying to remember all of my guests too who had joined me um, on the show. And I was like, oh my goodness, I could not believe that I forgot the beautiful Lachelle Silva, who I, after she was a guest, I had to report to you all that she transitioned from this life along with her beautiful daughter, Dashia. Um, just so many people have been supporting me. So many people haven't come through. So just like I said about my number one fam, Miss Queen T, who I'm always going to shout out because I'm telling you, she definitely, definitely is a supporter. I just, you know, I like to give love. You know, love is given where it is shown. So if you show me love, I'm definitely going to give it back to you. And that's why I'm always coming giving love because I want to show back to me. That's just... How it be, but y'all be, y'all be playing, y'all be playing, word, y'all playing. Uh, but anyway, I got a lot to talk about tonight. Of course, I'm just emphasizing on the word. The word is the word, you heard. That also be, uh, one, the word of God and just this stuff like, word, did you hear that? What's going on? You know, don't what and the what. One of the first things that I want to talk about, I was a little bit undecided. Was I going to start with the stuff that was going on in my city or was I going to be thinking about the stuff that is like national news? But I don't know. I'm going to just go with it. It's your news and it has to have our news and it has to be exposed because that's why I got an opinion about it. An opinion, not fact, but it's factual to me, right? We talked about that last week, right? Entitled opinions. And I'm going to give it to y'all. So the first thing that just was on my mind, right? This Trump, what is going on? As many of you know, if you have been watching the news, Trump has faced his fourth indictment. Yes, I said not one, not two, not three, but... For Trump, this is his fourth indictment this year. The first one being back in March was in Manhattan for um, allegedly falsifying um, business records. In June, he was federally indicted in Florida for mishandling of classified documents. And earlier this month in August, because he just had the fourth one, right? Um, in Washington, D.C. for his attempts to overturn the 2020 election. Currently, Mm -mm -mm. He has been indicted on 13 charges, including 
RICO violations. For those of you who don't know, what is RICO? RICO is the Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organization Act. Oh, yeah. They say that Trump is definitely orchestrating a criminal enterprise, okay? A criminal enterprise. Um, but, you know, that's what they saying that the naysayers are saying. But however, his followers are saying and his supporters are saying that it's just a personal attack on old Mr. Trump. So he does not get to run or to basically mess up the election for 2024. Because, yes, even with these indictments on him, he is still planning to run for president of the United States in 2024. Like, what is up with that? You can't even serve on jury duty if you have a charge. So I'm like, really? He can still run for the president of the United States? Um, but my thoughts on it is this, because and just looking at all of the stuff that's coming out and all of the people saying that it's like a personal attack on him, it's kind of what he called it, a witch hunt, right? I'm like, how? Like, how? Like, this is the same, <laughs> this is the same justice system that you guys supported when we were seeing police officers get in the way with killing innocent uh -uh, black men, the same ones <laughs> that y'all were saying, yay, 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 to our justice system when a whole bunch of other stuff was going on that was not copacetic. Um, but anyway, I want to give y'all a little, a couple of facts about the case and what was on his recent indictment. So on his recent indictment, it is um, 41 counts. Indictment release. Um, it accuses him of unlawfully and conspiring to conduct and participate in criminal enterprise. You know what I'm saying? Following the 2020 election in Georgia. Yes, Georgia is not playing. He came out with this indictment and they want him jail. And I'm just really sitting thinking, like, how are you not in jail? And then the whole time, if anybody knows anything about an indictment, you know, usually you know, those in the justice system, they're going to do their thing. They're going to do their due diligence to make sure whatever charges that they're bringing about, not necessarily saying that when a person gets charged that they are guilty, but more likely than not, if it's someone such as Donald Trump, <laughs> who has been in power <laughs> Far longer than he needs to be. I mean, far longer than before he took on a presidency, actually, really. You know what I mean? I mean, that's how he got them charges up in New York, making all the false statements, allegedly, about um business and all that other stuff. He's been a fraud, and Trump has been going hard, hard, hard for so long. Yes. So, according to some of the facts, uh, it was a couple of people that got locked up with Trump. Now, who got indicted. It wasn't just him. It was 19 to be exact. Yes, 19 people to be exact that got um, indicted in this recent indictment. I'm trying to find their names. It was including Trump and his lawyers, such as Rudy Giuliani and John Eastman. They were among those 19 people who were charged um, with this. So I broke it down, let you know what all four indictments, what they were, what they consisted of, when it happened this year. I mean, it's just August. It's just August. Four indictments. And y'all really out here thinking this man ain't do nothing? Come on. I mean, it's good to have supporters. And let me tell you this. Some of the worst people have the biggest 
supporters. Let's look at me. I'm a good person. I'm trying to get them to support me with just this right here. And the support a lot of times can be scarce. Um, but people and them Trump supporters are extremists and they are gun ho. So after um one of the last indictments where he got well, for the grand jury, right? I think it was in Fulton County. Yeah, it was in Fulton County. That was his most recent one. Um, 13 charges, charges including this RICO violation. So after that as such, right, he's already gotten some orders to just be quiet because basically he's on his social network. I think it's called Truth or whatever. Basically saying, if you come for me, I'm going to come for you. Doing what he did, inciting stuff, inciting stuff, right? It's like I'm amazed that people don't really think that he started that whole thing out in Annapolis. Like, I don't understand that. Like, people really think, no, it wasn't in Annapolis. Look at me. <laughs> it's in Washington, D.C. You know, when them thugs run up in there trying to overturn the election and was saying that basically it was some fraudulent stuff done. And that was the reason why he did not win that presidential seat back in 2020. Um, so after that, and him making statements online on his truth network and him saying, you're going to get me, I will get you. He also went down, I think it was in what city? I got my notes over here. Okay, yeah, it was in Bidminster, New Jersey, uh, where he actually held a press conference, whatever type of um, meeting, you know, and basically he was saying that he was going to go over what the alleged voter fraud was in that state of Georgia and that it should exonerate all of the 18 members named in an indictment who were facing their charges. But then also in his little speech, this little thing or whatever he did, right? He got the calling the people riggers. And the word is, that's him just saying, <laughs> but he found a way <laughs> to, I got to lighten it up or whatever, so he wouldn't. But Trump, you might as well just come on and say it because that's how you think. And unfortunately, that's how the most of his supporters think, right? So in other news, I'm seeing that as his indictments are coming out, his supporters are being charged for things such as that, threatening and intimidation. Also, this grand jury who ruled on this indictment, their names have been leaked. Originally, it was said that on the site, they had their addresses up and all this other stuff. But no, when I did my research, it just looked like they named everybody. Kind of in like an intimidation um, tactic. They say that people have been threatened, like really their lives have been threatened. And all of the threats kind of stem from some racial stuff. Like all of it is racial. If you black, or whatever, I was like that. Yeah, they calling you riggers, you riggers, you riggers. Um, so just keep that in mind when you're seeing that floating around or that terminology, when you see that on social media. Yeah, that's a Trump supporter. And they're really saying with the N, with the N word, right? <laughs> Not L nigga with the N-I-G-G-A, but with the G-E-G-G-E-R. And so they trying to slide it all up in there, calling people Riggers, but yeah, that's really what he means. So just make sure that y'all keep your eyes open on that. I definitely want to see. And again, I just am not understanding or getting where people who faith lied so heavenly in this justice system are now saying, uh uh, it's just a ploy 
for him not to be president again is a disgrace in the United States to be charging him of these crimes and he's done nothing. But that is what the justice system is for, baby, to charge you when you've done something. And I'm sure these people who sit in these positions to be involved in, you know, this indictment, these juries and everything else, the prosecutors, baby, they got careers. They got careers. I mean, like, for what? This man did something. This man did something. Of course, all of it right now is being alleged. But just like I know, ain't nobody going to keep on saying nothing about you for years and years and years. And it's true. Oh, no, they looking. So what's happening is I'm thinking in these different states. Yeah, they doing an investigation. And for real, it would have been out if it was just that simple as them. I got what personally attacking him or trying to just take him down for no reason. Like why? It's a lot of work that is put into an investigation. It's a lot of work putting into an indictment. Come on, it's overseen by people in that system, these judges and everything else like that. And they ain't playing no games. They ain't playing no games. They ain't playing no games. But my thing is it's okay. When the justice system is, because, you know, we say that we are unjustly treated in that system all the time or unlawfully prosecuted in that system all the time. But when I say we, I got to be specific. I'm talking about black people. So it's just crazy to me that when it's someone like in his position or someone who is not black, that it is just like constantly constantly question like I don't know for whatever reason if it's us or we in there or whatever I'm saying that it's like you are guilty and you have to prove yourself innocent but in their regard it's like they're innocent and they just trying to make them appear to be guilty no no one is making Trump appear to be guilty I believe in my opinion even though it's alleged that Trump has done everything that these people have charged him and said he has done. If for anything, he definitely incited that that mess up in that White House back in 2020. Guys, I remember watching him doing that speech and telling them to go up there and sent them people up there by themselves to go to jail. And them are some of the same people that are supporting them. Those people are running. They running down on them. They getting time. But baby, if it was us, they would have put us under the jail. Uh, but anyway, like I said, I'm keeping my eyes open for this. Is indictments after indictment after indictment after indictment coming out. This is his fourth one this year. And I'm just like, yeah, like some of this stuff has got to stick. It's just too thick. And it's no way possible that Trump is so important that they can just pull things out of the hat and just make up this stuff with all of this man. I mean, come on. They didn't charge lawyers. They didn't charge all type of people that had all type of congressional seats that's been up in government and everything else. Like an indictment is more than just being charged. Like, yeah, they doing that. They doing their homework. They looking and they seeing. And then for this last indictment to come out in Georgia with the RICO charges, like, yeah, they saying that they organized crime basically <laughs> they organized crime and according to united states federal law um the rico basically law provides aesthetic criminal penalties and the civil cause of action for acts 
performed as a part of an ongoing criminal organization. So what she's saying is that this and these tactics and these crimes or whatever they've been doing, Trump, Giuliani, Mr. Edwards, and a whole bunch of them, 19 to be exact, right? 18, including Trump, but 19 all together. She's saying, yeah, they need to be prosecuted under the RICO law because they definitely had some RICO violations going on here. So she's saying since 2020, and an election went down when he was indicate well when he was insinuating that it was some fraudulent stuff going on. They saying Trump's been doing some mess ever since then, and we've been seeing it. We've been seeing it. We've been seeing it. Even like Trump is a mess. I mean, I had so much to say about it, but I'm a little frustrated about my, to, with myself because now I'm like lost for words. But at the end of the day, the word is the word, and you heard. What they saying, stop playing. I cannot wait. These indictments and everything came out. I can't wait for him to be found guilty. And for the life of me, I'm not understanding that even after having so many indictments, how is he still really trying to run for the president? He is really still trying to run for the president in 2024. You know, when you go down to jewelry duty and you have a charge, baby, they turn you away. They turn you away. So even with these supporters, yes, um, whether, well, what they say is frivolous, but whether frivolous or not, having this stuff up against you and on your back is definitely a distraction. And I wouldn't even want nobody representing me that has all of this false attacks on them and all these indictments and all these charges and everything else like that. It's just too much. How is he going to focus on running the country? What is it going to look like him being a president of this country again with all of these indictments? Being crooked like that. Y'all better stop playing. Y'all better stop playing. That's why I laugh and I ain't even going to, I mean, support who you want to support, you know, at the end of the day. But I be laughing when it be other people or people that I know that say they like him. I despise <laughs> Donald Trump, I do. His whole family, his kids, all of them. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him. It, it's just so crazy because he just is getting away with so much. He is getting away with so much. He has gotten away with so much. And at the end of the day, for those who are believers and those who know the word, y'all already know, karma. It's going to come back to get you, baby. And Trump, I don't know. I don't know. When you're going to be sitting in that cell, I doubt if you have a <laughs> do be sitting in the, the, the cell, but I do hope so. I do. I do. He need to get a fine. He need to get something. It's a little bit hard to be a regal charge. You got to have some of the best, 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 best lawyers. And Trump has them lawyers, but considering his lawyers <laughs> got indicted and everything, too, I just don't know. I just don't know. But guess what? They're going to make an excuse for him. They're going to fight it. He does deserve his date in court. But I just want to say to his supporters, come on. Come on. A lot of the stuff that they're saying that he's doing, he did it. They ain't making it up. He took them documents. He took those when they raided his house. He took those documents he was not supposed to. They was government files. They were confidential. He was not supposed to. 
And he waited. He ain't want to turn them in. He had them like down in his basement. He wasn't supposed to do that. In 2020, when he lost that election, he incited that mess up in D.C. Yes, he did. He's been talking mess ever since. Ever since. Since Trump has become our president back then, since he has been in this type of limelight of just wanting to be in this presidency, I've said it before. I always say that, right? Nothing he has done, in my opinion, has been presidential. Nothing. He's so tacky. He's so tacky. And I'm not just saying that. Cause he's a white man. I ain't, you know, I ain't racist nothing like that. I'm just saying his cards are who he is. It's sickening. It's sickening. And the point that I was making is since he's been in this limelight of wanting to be the president, since he was the president and everything, we know that race racism was here. But baby, it has come to like the forefront. All of this stuff I remember even when he was president, and it was different things that was happening that was of course, presidents, people was doing all types of stuff. He never even denounced it. He never did nothing, none of that. And he know what he doing, just like lastly in his speech, when he got to saying the rigors. Trump is a mess. He know what he was doing. Now, the whole time you've been calling the front and all that, but then when you get down here in New Jersey with all your other racist friends or whatever, he got riled them up. He got riled them up. So now he's giving them a new word. We can't say, but down here in Georgia, these rigors. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that is what he is doing. I was trying to look for my note as to who bought up. No, that ain't it. Who bought up. I had the lady name um, who bought up the charges, who was, um, who she was assisted by, the assistant district attorney or something like that. But I got so much stuff on this paper, y'all. I can't find it right now, but I'm going to definitely make sure, okay, that I get back to that because I definitely got to give you a word about it and just, you know, give my kudos to her and everybody else because I'm sure that they knew that they were going to receive this type of backlash um, pursuing these charges and doing what they feel is right. In the eye of justice, I'm sure that they knew they were going to get this backlash. And they are. Because since these indictments been coming out, since the stuff been going on, they are saying that the threats and everything else like that have heightened tremendously. They're getting death threats. They're doing all types of stuff to these people. Information is being leaked. Because we already know that racists be all up in these systems, right? So this information is getting out. Trump is still running his mouth. He's taking it as a joke. He has kind of like been warned several times by several judges to just shut his mouth to not let out anything about his charges or anything. And he just keep on going on. And especially that comment that he made on that network after this last indictment came out, you come for me, I'm going to come for you. That's a threat. Nobody is coming for you. They're in the legal system. They're not suing you personally, Trump. They're not. They're pressing charges on you because you were doing criminal acts. And basically they're saying that you are the head of a criminal enterprise that has been orchestrating other criminal acts amongst your colleagues and everyone else to do criminal stuff. So yeah, that bug, 
that dog, because remember he was calling the thugs when it was the 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 Central Park Five or whatever. Them thugs should be locked up. And they were innocent. That dog has been bugging for too damn long. And I just be, I wish that's nobody, but I'm just taught of hearing his name. It's a little bit draining and everything else like that. But I had to bring it to you because it is in your news and I wanted to give you a little bit of outviews on it. Um, hope I did it well. Like I told you, my tongue is tied and I am really, really biting it. Not that I don't want to say nothing offensive because I don't care, but I said what I said and I believe that everything that they said that he did, he did. I've seen some of it. I've witnessed it since he's been just trying to continue to pursue the presidency seat since he was the president. It's just been a mess. It's been a mess. I remember how he was attacking Obama about his citizenship and all of that other stuff. Like, why did that matter? Yeah, that goes back to all of that racist stuff. Like, yeah, you don't belong here in our country and all that other stuff. And now he done went down here after all these indictments that came out and gave them another word, the riggers. Make America great again? No, he was saying about how it was when we ain't have no rights and we were being civilly violated all the time. That's what he want back. That's what he want back. That's what he want back when the white man can do what the hell they want to do and it's no repercussions. That's what he wants back. That's what he wants back. That's what he thinks made America great. That's why he's doing all this stuff because he thinks that he's great. <laughs> and him being a white man in America, I can do whatever I want to do. I'll be the president. I'll have stuff like that. He's just an idiot. A dodo. <laughs> a dodo bird. A straight dodo bird. I know it's a lot that he could say about me. With my red head, but huh, come on with it, Trump. Because like I said, you did some of that stuff. Ain't nobody gonna keep on saying you did it and you didn't. And I, and also too, it's different stuff. So it, it's crazy. How are they saying like, oh yeah, they keep like, no, it's different stuff. It's different stuff in different jurisdictions where he's been indicted. And this one right here that includes the RICO violations is really serious. But all of this stuff, like when I was going through it, like from the one in Manhattan in March about the falsification of business practices. Yeah, he was up there. He was up there in New York line acting like he had money that he didn't have to sell properties, to get properties, to do business and all that other stuff. He was fraudulently conducting business in that state. Indictment. The one that happened in June when he was federally indicted in Florida for mishandling of classified documents. Yes, he admitted to that. He took them. He said he didn't know that he couldn't take them. But okay, once you found out that you weren't supposed to take them, you were supposed to get them back. He didn't do that. He was avoiding them. He was trying to, yeah, they were there for something else. And someone seen him and was saying, this man still got these documents. And they turned him in, yeah. And then he reported it, right? So then anybody, too, that come out with Trump might have been his supporters or whatever else like that. And then when they come out on the truth, he immediately threw them under the bus, though. He was loving them so much. And as soon as they come out and then they be against him or whatever else like that, he throw them. Right on under the bus, too. And to me, that's funny. I'd be like, ha, <laughs> that's what you get. But he is famous for doing that. 
And then in early August, down in Washington, D.C., his attempts to overturn the 2020 election. Y'all didn't see all his supporters running up in the White House like that and did all of that. Yeah, he didn't say that. He told them to do that. He was right out there, right down the street, telling them when he lost, pouting and whining, saying that it's, it's an outrage. We gonna go, we gonna do this, do that. I don't know specifically what he said, but basically it was something along those lines. Yes. He pumped them people out to do that. And then went he about his way and almost got his vice president and other people up in there hurt. Baby, they was at Nancy close to death. All of that. They felt like they was really going to overturn the election. They felt like, oh, we can do this because Trump is still going to be president. Oh, no, they lying. Da, 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 da. Okay, and this latest one down and uh no, that's the one that I was just now talking about, right? Yeah, the one that no, that was earlier in August, the one down in DC about the overturn of the 2020 election. And then this one right here, it kind of details numerous stuff, which is also including that. And again, this is the man with four indictments just this year, just this year, who is running for our president. In 2024. Make it make sense. Y'all know I ain't lying. No questions when you even go down to the jewel. Because that's what I was thinking, right? I was like, how's that possible? Baby, because I just now went down there to do Georgia duty and I know that they ask you all of this stuff. If you got a charge and all that, they ask you that from the beginning. And if any of those questions is yeah, you need to report to a, a room, they're going to be sending you home because you're not eligible to even serve on a jury with a charge. Whether you had your date in court or not, if the charge or whatever is pending, they are sending you home, okay? They are sending you home. So the fact that they are even entertaining him running for president in 2024 for the Republican Party, the Republicans, y'all should be ashamed of yourself. Y'all should be ashamed of yourself, especially the ones who still report um uh supporting them. It's a lot of them now that didn't see the light. And they like Trump ain't right. I ain't with this. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh. And a lot of them might be too, because they're trying to save their own, their own careers, okay? <laughs> a lot of them might be that too, but a lot of them are disassociating themselves with Trump. And as soon as they're disassociating with him, he is like throwing them under the bus. They this, they that, they that, they that. And like I said, you can support who you want to support, but to know that he do you like that, even when you have your own opinion or your own thought or you don't agree or whatever else like that, it has been lawyers who have said, who have been, you know, defending people and working with people in the status for years that they say, he just don't listen. He's just arrogant. He just think he know it all. Think he know it all, but don't know nothing about running a country. All he know is to do what he's doing and is to get the people riled up and to start a mess. And if y'all think that that's great, y'all late. Y'all late for this shit. Y'all late for shit. But that's enough about Trump. This is the guy that is running for president in 2024. Yes, he has four indictments, so just beware. And all I'm going to say, when the polls open next year, you better be there. And don't vote for Trump. Don't vote for Trump. <laughs> Don't vote for Trump. I know it's been a lot of people say today voting for Biden either. 
and everything else like that. We talked about that before on the show as well. They were, you know, questioning his age, saying that he wasn't, you know, able to function properly and everything. Um, but they were in close to age. Yeah, like for real, for real, a lot of the stuff that Trump is doing, y'all. I know I said I was gonna stop talking about. Him. I think it's dementia. I think it's dementia setting in. He is definitely demented. I think it is dementia setting in. And he definitely got a touch of Alzheimer's because he be acting like he forget. Because when he speak on this stuff to make phrases like you come for me, I'm gonna come for you, he is really like putting it out there like I ain't do nothing. Like this is made up. So that's that's Alzheimer's. He'll he'll remember the times when he was doing all this stuff. He don't. And he's definitely demented for this outrageous stuff that he be saying. He just be talking out loud. Now that's a really, really good picture of him that we got up there. <laughs> I don't know where that was taken, but that orange man, that banana split, looks like that. And he need to just split on up, out of here. Yeah, for real. Up out of here. Get on out of here, Trump. Let me try to get a couple of more things up off of my tongue for my what and the what. Some couple of things that is that I seen and I came across and was like, wow, that is just so very terrible. Um, right here. Barbara Logan, 88 years old, was killed on Monday, 814. She was killed in a hit and run. Beautiful queen, rest in peace. Prayers go out to her family. Her brother, who I see make some um, statements, Mr. Joy Joyce, um, and her dog that she left behind. They say her best friend, her dog, Jeta. Miss um, Logan was a few miles away from her house, but she was in an intersection right up in the 3700 block of Liberty Heights Avenue, about 520, 530-ish on Monday when another car rang the red light and struck her vehicle. It said it was a big boom, hit her up on the curb, and he just kept going. Now, the police are still looking for information. They even put out a picture of the, the suspect's vehicle um, leaving the scene. It was a white F1 50. Originally, in earlier statements, I was saying that it had like a beard on the back, but now when they released the picture, it just looks like a regular. Um, it looked at first they were saying it was like a flat beard on the back or something, like as if it was like a tow truck. Um, but the picture that they did release of that vehicle on Wednesday is a regular white F 150. The family, of course, is urging this suspect to turn itself in and have a heart because they have said in many of their statements that she just was full of life. And had this tremendous heart. And this happening to her and someone to just leave the scene was just heartless. I'm like, wow, 88 years old, so much life. And to be tragically just taken away from that, few blocks away from her home, how heartless it is. I mean, you made a mistake, you ran the red light to hit someone and hit them like that viciously, knocking them up on the curb and everything else like that, and not to stop. So, guys, keep an F, uh, eye out for the F-150. They're saying that it, the D is going to have massive front-end damage um, because of the way that he hit her. And this is Miss Barbara Logan, 88 years old. She would have been 89 in November, um, but has now transitioned from this life on Monday, 8-14. May her beautiful soul rest in peace and her spirit reign forever. Her brother said... She never wanted to really be the center of attention, but she just always seemed to be, right? And 
right now it's unfortunate that the reason why she is the center of attention right now. I mean, she should be here. We know whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen and things are happen. But, you know, it's all about what you do. You know, a lot of people think that when it's your time, it's your time and different things. And I get that. Um, but to know that someone, you know, randomly, like, it was a mistake for whatever, whatever happened. You know, all the witnesses are saying that she was proceeding through the green light. Um, and it had been green for a while. And this truck just came and ran through that red light and struck her vehicle. It could have been anybody. You know, I travel that way a lot of times like that. So things like that, um, when it happens, like I say, you just got to thank God. So I do praise God for Miss Barbara Logan's life. But I was devastated when I seen this story because she just looks like sweet, sweet grandma. Miss my grandma. And I just was like, wow, 88 years old, so much life, lived her life. All of the statements I've seen being made by her brother was just basically saying that, that she just was full of life. And it's just sad. It just breaks your heart. I also seen another story of a guy who fell off a 395. Uh, one of my Facebook friends, uh, I didn't catch his name, but this brother. Your guest is here. Oh, okay. My guest is here. Because y'all know I was going to talk y'all head off. But while my guest is here, I'm going to come back to all of that if we get a chance at that, okay? But I definitely have to introduce her um, because she took her time out to come here and talk with me. So without further ado, this is the segment of the show that is the guest segment, Living It. And if you see my reel and my promotion for this week, you know that I have the wonderful Queen, our sister, Lady S coming through. Hey, hello. hello. Hi. Peace to the queens. Peace to the gods and the goddesses of the earth. Thank you for joining me, Lady S. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem. No problem at all. No problem at all. I shared your picture. I know when uh, my producer got to meet you, he uh, took a picture of you. I said, oh, look at that. I could just feel your energy. And you like through the picture. So I'm just so honored um, that you came on to join me tonight. Being from the motherland, Nigeria, okay? Yeah. Up here doing her thing. Um, so I shared a little bit of information about you, Lady S. Not too much. Um, I did share with our listeners that you were born and raised in Nigeria. Immigrated over here at the age of 17. See, I read up on you, right? You're like, all right, get all the information. I came over here at 17 in Canada. Now she's down here doing her thing. Um, Lady S is an author, illustrator, and an animator, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. She said that she loves to do an abundance of things to express her artistry, whether it be for food, fine art, or literature. And she even got her own publishing company, right? Yes, so, yes, I do. Tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us all about it all. Let me just say my first question is this. What did it feel like when you first arrived in Canada? What were you thinking? What were your thoughts? Okay, so um, it's a thing with Nigerians where we we tend to feel inferior like when we when we knew when we newly arrive in um a different western country we tend to feel you know we, we tend to feel inferior so when i newly arrived i honestly felt like oh i want to i want to 
acclimate. In fact, I told my parents, don't even call me Chiamaka anymore because my actual name is Chiamaka. I told them, call me Sharon from now on. That's where the Lady S comes from. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was it was a very interesting experience, you know, trying to trying to fit in, trying to acclimate to everything and everyone, the new perspectives, the new culture, the new lifestyles. It, everything just kept <laughs> happening. Coming, right? It took a few years for me to really adjust. And with that adjustment came an appreciation for my background, for my home country, and for, for my name even. So, yes. Right. <laughs> That and that's a beautiful great. name. That is a beautiful name, by the way. I did Thank see that you. as well when I was reading up on you. Um, I didn't want to say it because I'd be screwing names up. Um, but Chiamaka, I was yeah, like, you said it right. You said it right. Yes. Yeah, I was like, that is the right. And I thought I did, but look, I don't be having look, I'll be thinking my tongue in furry. I'll be like, wait a minute, let me do a little bit. Um, but I know that that was a journey at just 17 years old, coming yes. over here, trying to get yourself adjusted. Um, I've yeah. read that, you know, you were over here trying to work various jobs and different stuff. Wasn't really being re fulfilled. And then the COVID hit, right? Yes. COVID and that's how hit. you're doing what you're doing now. And can you just tell us a little bit about that? Like, what, like, how did it happen? Were you just like sitting at home doing the COVID, no money? It was like, what, what? how did so, that yeah. happen? I lived in New York um, before COVID hit because um, I went to Columbia University. I have my master's degree from Columbia and I was um, teaching at a social service agency. My job was to help kids who were falling behind in the system with their academics to get them where they're supposed to be academically. But when COVID hit, I wasn't getting any clients. And so living in New York became very difficult. I couldn't even afford to pay my rent without putting a major dent in my savings. So I had to leave New York and move in with my parents. And you know how it is, especially with African parents, they're always wondering, what are you going to do next? When are you going yeah. to leave this house and, and do something <laughs> with your life? You know, so... um. I was there and I was trying to figure it out. What am I going to do? What's my next move going to be? And I felt like that was a period of time where everyone was exploring their creative abilities. And it hit yeah. me. Like God hit me with this. I've given you talents. I've given you um, the ability to to do to be artistic, the ability to be artistic with your words, with your storytelling and even artistic with your pen, with, with fine art. I never went to art school, but I'm able to copy drawings that I see. It's a talent that God gave me. So it just hit me. You have That's these abilities amazing. that God has given you. And in, a, in addition to, you know, the talent, he has also given the skill, the ability to be a good speaker, to be well-mannered, approachable, the, the sort of skills that you need to be a good salesperson. And it was just a combination of those things made me realize I can actually do something with the talents and skills God has given me. And um, I don't want to just uh, put out work that someone else is going to benefit or profit off of i'm going to start my own company where i can first be my my own client 
publish my own work and then eventually I'll take on other clients and publish their work as well and put forth stories that are going to benefit our world in a positive light that are going to put out messages that will build people toward good character I'm going to change the culture in that way and, and that's going to be my life's mission so I got my mission during that COVID period Yes, you better live because I definitely live for it. That is definitely amazing. Um, I know a lot of people that tend to have those artistic gifts. A lot of times we struggle on just trying to find our niche. I do that myself. So as I hear you talking, you know, it seems like you're well-rounded in several things. I also think that you like to chef it up for your friends and cook meals and everything. So yes, yes. basically everything <laughs> was- Lady F is doing, you guys, is just like love. Giving love is definitely her life's work. It, it, she has her master's. She was working with kids and everything else like that to try to help them develop their minds and everything else like that. And all while focusing on the word of God and God's lessons and trying to help other people, you know, just live their life under those teachings. That's amazing. And I know you came out with a series of children books, right? That does just that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I seen the, what was it? The lady in the pearl or the pearl? so I have a series of books that are, um, the series uses the elements to, and um, so the elements in, in each of my stories represent an aspect of God or the aspect of God that I want to teach about. So I use the elements to talk about, um, t- to talk about, you know, not just our relationship with God, but the, the way God wants us to relate with each other. And um, the, books that I have out so far are first of all The Mountain and the Rock, my first book, and then The Feathers and the Wind, which seems to have been my bestseller. I'm trying to get the third print. Because they were selling out. I've seen that too. They were selling out like tremendously. Yeah, it's amazing. And then um, the the most recent one is The Candle and the Flame, which is a book that I'm planning to turn into an animated series that I will, first of all, publish on YouTube. And hopefully Disney Pixar will pick it up and make it a whole, you know, TV show or movie. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, speak it. Yeah. Speak then- it. Because as, as God has spoken to you to do those things, I know you, I know you know that you have to also speak it into your own life because that's the, that's that gift that he gave to us to just, you know, manifest it, shall I say, and just speak it into your life. So it's coming, Pixar, and I'm going to be so excited and say, maybe that's what's here. We were talking about that book. Now it's on the big screen and I can't wait to come to the premiere. Um, so when you originally started out, you know, writing the books, I know you had the four series of the children books and everything yeah. else like that. But are those ch- books exclusively for children or do you think that it's something that adults can get some something from? I've actually had a lot of adults send me messages and emails about how their life were their lives were changed by the story, how much they loved and adored the story so much. Um, On my last book signing, one of the people who came, she came with her fiance and she came because she felt that um, her inner child was really ministered to by that story. And, and, and it was just so, so moving for her. So the books are meant for children. However, I believe that the messages within them are messages that 
no matter, regardless of your age, you can be impacted by, and I think that the most impactful lessons we can get, even now as adults, are lessons that come through children's books because yes. they're so simple. Say that. And who does not? I mean, come on now. People just went so crazy about Barbie, about the little mermaid and different yeah. things like that. I remember Princess and a Frog was one of my favorites. So I definitely get that. Um, you definitely can get a good message and a good word through something that's generally made for children, but you know, it kind of talks to the child inside of you or that child that is continuing and trying to grow. Because I mean, we get older. But yeah. we still have that presence inside of us. So when you started off with the books, did the publishing company come right after that? Or that was just that from the start? You were like, when I come up with this book, I'm going to publish it. I'm going to draw for it. I'm going to show all of my talents in one. So I actually tried to um, publish a book through a publishing company while I was in college. And I wasn't finding a publishing company that, you know, that would take me on. I also tried to go through a different illustrator, someone who they get paid to illustrate the work. And he he was being very difficult to work with. I'll just leave it at that. But um, when that COVID period hit, honestly, I just felt, like I said, I felt God telling me, I've given you everything you need. You don't mm -hmm. need to go around looking for people and using that as an excuse not to do, not to put out the work that I've, I've put in you. So I just when when I when when that feeling came to me, I decided I fine, Lord, if, if that's what you're saying, I'll do it all by myself then. I will start this publishing company. So I did start the publishing company first. I, it was not a very difficult process. It just took in Maryland, it's quite easy. It's much easier in Maryland than it is in New York. Because okay. in Maryland, all you really need to do is just register it with the state of Maryland, get your EIN, um, you know, get get it pub like put it out do the publicity for it and voila you have a company so I did all of that and then I decided to start working on my first product for my company which was the mountain and the rock book the first edition of it and I, I was scared <laughs> I was I was terrified I did not know how to do it and but then I, I went out I put myself out there and by the grace of God the first print of the books that I ordered sold out before the month was over. And then I decided, wow. you know what? I'm going to keep going. <laughs> yes, so, yes. I, that is the inspiration. Future, yeah. What is it? And I understand that you were by yourself, but in all reality, God was with you the yes. whole time, guiding you and leading you. Because Absolutely. a lot of times, you know, we second guess ourselves and we will tend to try to find anything to block us from doing our thing. But I'm so yeah. glad that God just kept on. But, you know, yeah, your spirit just kept on speaking, speaking life into you, and you're definitely bringing life forth. Um, that's why I'm glad that you're here on the show. For one, is that that is definitely what I am dedicated to do, to try to bring individuals through here that are living it, just like you, those who have had their struggles, have a story, but can also find passion and spread in that love. And I truly believe, see, you went through all of that with those publishing companies and all that before. So when people come to you, 
you know what not to do or you know yeah. how it is. So it's kind of like you got that experience and you're like, I'm not going to be difficult to work with. I'm going to, yeah. I want to support you, right? I'm just yeah. going to support you and do that and do that. Um, so are you working on any projects now or are you kind of just really focused on pumping these four books, trying to promote your publishing company? So um, the fourth book, I'm done with the storytelling. I just have to, I'm still figuring out what I'm going to do with the illustrations for it. So that's the creative aspect of the work that I'm doing now. But other than that creative aspect, um, I'm working on what I consider to be the hard part. Usually people say that the, the hard part is getting the book published. But in my experience, the hard part has been getting the book sold. <laughs> so right. I, I'm working you know, on getting the other books, the other two books sold out as well. So that um, by the time I'm putting, by the time I'm done with the illustrations for the fourth book, I'll have, you know, four books that are ready to be put out into the world. So I don't have the fourth book out yet. I haven't done the illustrations for it yet. But by the, by the spring of next year, I'm hoping that that will be done as well. And I can actually have four books that are ready to be put out into the world but yes like I said the selling part the marketing part is the part that I'm really more focused on right now and it's um it, it hasn't been easy I was telling people on my Instagram stories the other day that um you know majority of my sales are not through going to events and and book signings only 13 percent of my sales come through that majority mm -hmm. of my sales are made through hustling <laughs> i am right. a one hustler like, i am right doing all of that and you gotta put yourself out there to be there yeah. look they say if you build it they will come look if you write yeah. it they will come if you draw it they will come but you also gotta come to the people yes <laughs> right? to get yes. them to be able to come that is just amazing so are you open to taking clients i know you have the publishing company which is called pearl lady books yeah Yes, Correct. Lady books. Okay. I am still, I'm, I'm still working on, like I said, I have to get to a point, a sales point where I feel comfortable enough that um, I, I feel, let me call it insured enough that okay. if I take on a new client, I won't get in the red, you know, wh whether or not their book takes off, I won't get in the red. I'm also... Um, making connections like this connection that I've made right now yes. that will help, you know, with um, pop, with marketing their work. So the yes. bookstores that I've connected with, the bookstores that have allowed me to have book signings, I feel like I've had a long-term relationship with them now. I've had at least three book signings in each of the bookstores that I've um, had connections with, and they have scheduled me for future book signings. And I feel that the relationship I've, the relationship I've built with them is strong enough that if I were to take on another author, I could connect with those bookstores and arrange for book signings with them as well. And it's not just the bookstores. With There are a couple of schools that I've also connected with, the one that I work with, and um, another one that has a Nigerian teacher, um, the a, a Nigerian administrator, the, the person okay. who started the school is so it's just the connections that I'm building, the networks that I'm, I'm, I'm Which getting. Which are very, involved very with. important. Yes, that's that's what I'm working on right. That's what I'm establishing right now, so that when the time does come for me to take on a new author, I already have an established system that will help them not just produce the book, because like I said, that's the easy part. It's the marketing right. that's actually a challenge. And I need to establish a network that will make that marketing 
you know, efficient for them when the time comes. Right, exactly. So aside from doing getting your hustle thing on, uh, can you find these books online? Like what sites? I would like for you to share that information right now. As she had mentioned, she shares a lot on Instagram. Um, her ex uh, artistic expressions go all around, baby. She said on food. <laughs> she says um, there's fine art and literature. Um, as she says, she's an illustrator. She shares print paintings on her IG. You can look her up on Instagram at, is it Pearl Lady Books on Instagram as well? Pearl Lady Books is my personal, is my Instagram for my company. But okay. um, you can also find me on Pearl Journal, which is where I journal this experience, the hardships, the trials, the days wow. that I've, I've done with, yes. with everything and I want to quit and I tell God. So that journey, you yes. can see it there. <laughs> yeah. And then it's important. I know that a lot of times it be a struggle. And of course, like you said, it's a journey, but it's, you know, it's inspiration, you know, and that's what I hope someone gets from watching you tonight to see this beautiful queen come over from Nigeria, went to Canada, you know what I mean? A lot of people here that are living here for all their lives in the United States that haven't been to Canada, that big jump like that, to go over there, to be afflicted by, by COVID, like so many of us. And mm -hmm. from that, this emerges and you are doing it. You are doing it. So even though, you know, a lot of it is still in the makings, she is doing it. Make sure, guys, you look her up on the Instagram. Um, are your books on any website selling? Yes. So um, okay. my website, pearllady-s.com, pearllady-s.com. You can order the book there. And um, The Mountain and the Rock is available as an ebook on Amazon. So if you'd like to purchase it, the Mountain and the Rock by Lady S. You have to actually add the by Lady S <laughs> so that right. that can pop up. But yes, right. so it's there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's there, guys. And you make sure you look for it because guess what? Y'all gonna be wishing y'all had it. And look out for, I'm sure she announces on Instagram her book signings and everything else like that. I think I've seen you too. Uh, doing a little storytelling, right? So yes, you actually I go into different schools and stuff like that. So do you uh go out are you for hire for like parties yes uh, so whenever people things? invite me to their church to their school to and wow. of course at the book signings i always put on a performance i play the djembe drum um so all of my stories can be told to the sound of to the rhythm of the drum uh in particular the feathers and the wind i've been told that the, it's it's so rhythmic the kids want to actually dance along to the storytelling as i'm telling it so yes <laughs> that yeah is so cute. that is so cute that is so cute and your last book signing um i know you say that you had um some connections with different um bookstores or whatever i'll say that can you just name a few like so people can look on their sites or whatever know when you're coming back do you have any coming up should i ask? yes so um my two favorite bookstores, the ones that have been the most supportive of me since I began, have been His Way Christian Bookstore. Um, it's on, they're, they're actually both on Glen Burnie. So His Way Christian Bookstore, um, and then uh, the Carmudgeon Bookstore that's in Marley Station Mall is the only bookstore in Marley Station Mall. They actually set up a stage for me where I can actually come and sit and wow. you know, perform on the stage. <laughs> yes. 
That is yeah. awesome. And, and having book signings at those two bookstores again toward the Christmas time at His Way Christian Bookstore, November 25th, I'll have a book signing there and at the Carmudgeon Bookstore, December 2nd. So I'm going to catch the early Christmas shoppers. They should come and purchase a book as a Christmas present for their kid. And they can also bring their kids over to get a bit of a, you know, nice cultural experience <laughs> during that yeah. Christmas period. Absolutely, absolutely. So since you've been here for a while, I know you said when you first got over here, it was time for you like to adjust and everything else like that. But yeah. I really love how you said that once you got here, you probably seen a lot of these crazy ways. You was like, hold on, I need to love me and embrace, right? Where yes. I came from and everything else like that. Yeah. And I know you said your parents were pushing you, but like, what do they think now? Like, since you've done all of this and they've seen your books, how, how are they feeling now? I know they're so very proud of you. Who, my parents? Yes. Oh, yes. My my mother, um, both of my parents are doctors. Um, they were they were practicing doctors in Nigeria. My dad is retired now, fully retired now. My mom, she still teaches anatomy and physiology at the um, Baltimore College. But um, they I feel like my parents are very typical African parents, like I said. All of my siblings are also doctors, <laughs> so wow. I'm the only one who decided to break away and do, and be you know, awesome, right? do something a little different. And Tell it, me you're doctoring the hearts and the minds and the spirits. That, that's what I tell them. I'm I'm healing minds. You know, they can right. heal bodies. I will heal minds. You know, but right. like I think that. Um, you know, they're not accustomed to uh, supporting and encouraging someone who decided to take this sort of path. So I think it's been an adjustment for them as well. But I'm working very hard so that they can consider that it was an adjustment that was worth it. And, you know, I think that they are very proud of me. I think they are. <laughs> they are. Right, they right, they right. might not show it in the way that um, American parents might. Right. And that's just some, right. that that's just some of the culture. Oh, wait a minute now. Because wait a minute. The American parents, someone be the same way. But there's some oh, yeah. stuff. <laughs> be the lowest things you know they they'll a child will lose and they'll be like yeah 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 and people's like no no they lost the game why are you you know so we do that so we know that that is a part of your culture but yes i'm sure that they are indeed proud of you and the great thing is because like you say you got that master's degree and you're in there teaching so yeah. it is going to work out not saying it is not but yeah. you have a lot a lot to basically fall back on you got this publishing company you're an author you're an illustrator so when you're not writing your own books and joining your own books you can do that for others and i think yes. that is truly truly amazing for you to want to help someone do that yep that's my dream that's my goal i want to find other authors that are determined to also make it in the artistic world and i want to put them i want to make them grow <laughs> You know, I want their stories to be put out into the world as well because I feel like our culture needs the type of they're 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 the ways that cultures are formed, it's true storytelling. I truly genuinely believe that the right type of stories can move you, could build characters in the right direction, and the wrong stories build characters in the wrong direction. And I feel like we've suffered from a culture that has put out stories that don't seem to be building people up in the right direction. So if there's a way for me to not just cultivate my own stories, but the stories of others that will do 
you know, build characters up in the right direction, then that's my that's my mission. That's my goal. That's what I'm hoping that God will use me to do in this world. Right. Absolutely. Basically putting something out there that is positive, something that is productive, because you're absolutely right. Um, in these times and, you know, for far too long, it is a lot of stuff that is put out there in an atmosphere that is just not productive to our development, um, yeah. whether it be mentally, physically, you know, that's why so many of us struggle because we're taking in all this toxic food. I always say food is not only what you put in your mouth, but also what you read with your eyes, what you listen to, what your ears, things that you think. Um, so you definitely have a point when you say that, you know, so yeah, you're doctoring, you're healing, you're healing people. And more so importantly, you are inspiring people to just do it, just do it. And I know you said that this came to you during COVID, but as a little girl, which you having a family of doctors, all your siblings being doctors and everything else like that, were you at all, I guess, uh, tempted to take that route at first because just like how you were fighting against yourself when you didn't get that good illustrator and a good <laughs> publishing company, I'm sure you were probably fighting against this gift that you had. So did you, did I, you have a lot of that going on? So, yeah, I was born and raised in Nigeria and, um, you know, in my family, my dad did the whole speech. You are all going to be doctors, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I showed earlier on that I had artistic talents and, and I was not bad at it. But, you know, I like I said, I don't think my parents had the, you know, they, they weren't culturally inclined to support a child who is going in that direction. So yeah. I didn't get a lot of encouragement to do that. I got encouragement to be a doctor. So all of my life throughout my high school days in Nigeria, I was focused, I was geared toward getting into med school. It wasn't until I, I left Nigeria and we, we found ourselves in Canada. It was a chance to renovate myself, to really be the person that I want to be. And I, it was a very bold step. And I'm, I'm telling That's you, this is, this is how it went. We were in the, um, there's a place where we had to go where they would, they would factor in our credits from Nigeria and carry it over. I had to do grade 12 in, in Canada again. Like I had to repeat grade 12 in Canada. And um, where, where we were, the lady was asking us questions, you know, to try and gauge our level of intellect, to place us in the right classes. Mm -hmm. And I told her, if possible, I would like to be exempt from any more science courses. I would like to be exempt <laughs> from anything that has to do with science anymore. And my father kind of lost it <laughs> right there. He was like, you're ruining things. You're ruining He's like, take it again. You need all that science knowledge to be a doctor. But, you know, I had gotten away with telling them to start calling me Sharon. So I think I was full of myself and I was feeling the boldness. So I stuck my ground and I said, you know what, that is my choice. I'm deciding that I'm going to pursue the artistic path. I'm going to stop pursuing the path toward med school and being a doctor. And um, it was just, it led to a lot of conflict, to be honest. There was a lot of conflict between my parents and I over that. But um, I think that all in all, God has always been directing every step, every single experience, every yeah. experience, no matter how awful it might have been, there was a, a yeah. lesson behind it that built up my mentality to, to where it is right now to be able to do the work and 
have the drive toward the purpose that I'm chasing. <laughs> right, right. That is awesome. So guys, you heard it. In the midst of all of that, she still made it happen. So it's no excuses. Look, if you want to be an author, you want to be an illustrator, you want to be an animator, you can do it. You, you can, can do, do it. it. Probably not as good as Lady S. But <laughs> you can do it. Probably but not all of the, you know, the riffraff from her culture and stuff you got from the parents because for sometimes here, well, I'm here in Baltimore City, the parents just be wanting their kids to do anything and anything productive. Yes, I, um, I met my, my American parents who, you know, they say they want to be fashion designers and their parents are like, what do we do? What connection do, do we need to move? You know, should we yeah. move you to friends of mine who their parents moved them to New York just so they can pursue their dreams as, as fashion designers. And I, I felt envious of them, you know, it's like right. such a difference, you know, but right. I, it's not, I'm not putting any shade on my parents. I completely no, understand not at all. We came from a culture, a place where life is very, very difficult for anyone who is not yeah. a doctor or lawyer or, you know, accountant or something that is practical in that sense. So I understand that they're, they were trying to do what was yes. best for me and and gear me toward a line that would you know prove more profitable for me in life so i'm i'm not putting any shade on them i, I completely yeah. understand i feel i feel like i would do you know i would also want the best for my child in that way in that right. sense however <laughs> having experienced what i've experienced i think i might be one of those parents who might move from wherever i live to new york to help you become the fashion designer you're trying to oh be. definitely oh definitely being as artistic as you oh definitely you definitely truly would support something like that and yes your parents they just wanted what was best for you and yes. knowing you know what like you said what is the norm for people there to succeed and you yeah. know sometimes they just people don't know you know about stuff and so they don't understand so it's not only a learning experience for you but a learning experience for your parents and just like I said when they see your movie on a big screen and made it you know through Disney yeah. Pixar or whoever else they're gonna know yeah she made it right yes, she made yes. it and you are making it happen right now. And yes, they are proud of you. I am proud of you getting an honor to meet you today. Yes, I am inspired. Um, I have a little cousin who just wrote a book. Uh, my cousin, Ife Fatiu, her whole family is like a family of authors over there. Um, so they're definitely doing their thing. So I definitely can make that connection too, because they're always talking about illustrators um, that they need. So I know it's, it's something that you can probably do fluently because that's your thing. But I also know that it's not an easy task. That's why I say that I'm so amazed that you are writing it, drawing the pictures, you know, animating, going to schools, going to different functions, being um, a storyteller as well as doing your book signings and keep on going. Because sometimes when you don't get that support, that you think, you know, from the very people that is most important to you, it kind of sometimes shuts you down. So that <laughs> says a lot about you, that you're standing up for what you know is God intended, which is heaven sent. And you can't beat that, right? You cannot beat that. Yes, Miss Lady yeah. As gave long her as God is with you, you can, there is no mountain too high to climb. <laughs> none, none at all. And once you climb that mountain, is another mountain waiting at the top of that one. 
to <laughs> climb again, right? There's another one to climb again. So you just got to keep doing, going, guys. Um, Lady S came through tonight to share her story, to share her love. Basically, to just be an inspiration to you that you can do it. If you have any questions about being an author, illustrator, or even about her public company, she gave all her information where you can reach her. That was Pearl Lady Books on Instagram. She also Thanks. said Lady S dash. What was the rest? Go ahead Pearl and shout Lady them out again. S dot com. <laughs> okay. S dash dot com. But on Instagram, it'll be real, real easy to see. Yes. I think I did try to plug you um, in my little reel. I tried to do it at so people can, you know, reach out to you just. She has her ebook on Amazon. You got to check it out. Get on that ebook on Amazon. She definitely is making her connections and, well, is trying to stay connected to the people. Because did you hear her saying she's hustling? That's definitely something she's learned when she's came over here to know about that hustle. Um, <laughs> to know about that hustle. So she's hustling. She actually was hustling um, that day, I think, when she ran um, into. Monty Wiley, who is the, what the, what the, he the CEO, he's the producer, he's everything for being exposed radio. So I'm just grateful. Thanks, Monty, for getting me this awesome, awesome guest um, on the show because this is what I live for. This is exactly what my show is about. You know, I tell a whole bunch of the what what's talks my other mess, but yes, it's definitely my pleasure to bring people through like you who are just showing people Thank that you. you better live and you are definitely giving that you are definitely 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 so living thank you thank yes. you and lady i said that she's going to be at these book company i mean these bookstores one out in um what was it marley station the other one is out too she's around in dc so look out for her i'm telling you if you didn't write down the instagrams i don't know what is you what's going on you see it right there at the bottom of the screen, screen. Make sure you keep up with her. Make sure you keep up with her. This is her first time here, blessing me with her presence oh. here. But guess what? She is welcome to come back anytime. Because anybody that comes through here and talk to the goddess says, they are always welcome to come back. And I got to make sure I got get some of those books yeah. for Christmas time as yeah. well. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. So, Lady Eyes. Is there anything else that you can say to someone? Um, how can I kind of frame this question? Not say to someone, but as I said, you're here, you're giving off the inspiration, but what would you say to someone that is kind of probably in a similar type of, within the situation, whether they be from another country, whether they're feeling something, whether, whether they're questioning themselves, saying that they can't do something and then they just do it or whatever. What, what can you say to the person that, it's feeling something. It's feeling a message coming from God that is saying, I need to do this, but they are not doing it. Give so, us a word. I'm going to say that whatever it is, no matter how practical or impractical it might be, the thing that you're feeling in your heart that you'd like to do, first of all, seek God and make sure, ensure that God is the one who is directing you to do it, because that is very important. If you are a person of faith, and I hope that you are, seek God out, seek first the kingdom of God. He says that in the word, seek first yeah. his kingdom, seek first what it is you have to do to please God. And once it, once you've found out what it is that God wants you to do, then put everything you've got on it. 
no matter what mm. it is, just put everything, your heart, your soul, your finance, whatever it is, as long as you are, you have ensured that this is what God wants you to do, just go for it. Because let me assure you, whenever God guides you to do something, he doesn't let you regret it. He is mm. an amazing boss. He will direct your path. Proverbs 3, 5 says, if if you put your trust in him, he will make your path straight. So if you put your trust in him and do what you want, what it is God is telling you to do, he will direct your path. Just yes. keep moving and you will get to the destination that he intends for you. And his plans for you are of good and not of ill to bring you hope and an expected end. So if you trust in him, do what he's asking you to do, commit fully to it, you will reach that expected end. Mm, 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 mm. that was a word that was a word that is tonight's topic um as i started off just expressing to people tonight before you came on lady ass on the word is the word it is what it is and in different ways that it is shared and related to the world whether it be in a song whether it be in a picture that you draw a picture that you paint and your book and storytelling um it definitely definitely is heard and what she's saying with her series that she has now is different elements of God, the fire, the water, you know, different things like that to try to get people to get a connection. And I said in another chapter, chat, the, um, a verse from the, that I quoted was Isaiah 55, 11 that says, my word shall not return to me empty, but it mm -hmm. shall succeed in things in which I sent it. So basically what Lady S is telling you is that God sent it to you. And he gave you that word, you gotta move on it. Word, do all you have to do to keep it going. Thank you, thank you, lady. I, before you get up, up off of here, because look, I'll hold you. You can be on here to nine o'clock <laughs> if you want to. You most certainly can, and I think I'm ready to make that happen because I kind of want you to you you broke down a little bit of your books and what they consist of or whatever else like that, but. I wanted you to kind of share how did you come up with that concept? Because sometimes, too, in having that artistic expression and knowing that you want to write books, it's kind of like, where do I start? So mm -hmm. was it was it the message that you got to do it that sent it to you? But how did you come up with that idea? So um, I was watching a show and... The, big, the way the show started, I don't even remember the name of the show, and it was a Korean show, actually, but um, I was watching it, and the show started with a story, and the story was so simple. It was just so simple and uncomplicated that I thought to myself, I can come up with a story that's that simple like it it's it doesn't take much to come up with a story that's that simple you know so um i thought about it and i said okay so i can tell a simple story like this but what would it be about like what would the story be about and then you know i think that each of my stories god puts me through something and then it's like okay so here's a story that can come out of this thing that i've put you through and my first story the mountain and the rock it was a story about love you know because at that time, I kept asking myself, you know, God, even if I want to go and do it, I was in the in the middle of the fashion world in New York. And I was, you know, I, I thought I actually tried to get into the fashion business, you know, <laughs> but then I felt like I wasn't getting supporters. I wasn't getting anybody who would, you know, give me a, a hand up in this fashion industry. And I kept thinking, you know, nobody's here to support me. I have no you know, supporter. And 
the word that came to my heart was you what are you doing for others you know right. how about you think about serving others as well and the it just i don't know it's like a dream like an epiphany and this the mountain and the rock was just born out of that epiphany like mm-hmm. um it's a story about love about not just wanting to be the glorious mountain that everyone sees and admires but seeing that there's a great deal of honor and we ought to have the humility and grace to be a rock supporting those that we care about in the way that God as amazing as he is he can be our rock and salvation the bible says he is our rock and salvation he can support us and allow us to be the amazing mountain that people see and admire so why can't we do that for others and that was how that story was born (laughs) and it was it was it it was such a simple story and it it is such a simple story and the illustrations for it it just it, it it wasn't complicated as well my first the first edition of my book you should see it the illustrations were far less you know elaborate than the this current second edition of it but it was my first edition they're only always going to be a thousand copies of it out there in the world but um the illustrations were very simple the story seemed very simple to me yet it ministered to so many people so many messages that i got from people telling me how man this is the sort of message they really needed and it was amazing and then the feathers and the wind um the during the time when that story came to me it was like i had already put out the mountain and the rock the mountain and the rock story came to me actually while i was still in new york but i never really put it down as a book until the COVID period. The feathers and the wind, however, came to me during that time when, you know, like I said, my African parents were asking me when I was going to get up and get out there and get right. a move on. And COVID, Be a doctor. Get out and get a move on. <laughs> you know? But um, I was thinking about what, what I would do with my life. And then I started this um, publishing company. And as I was going you know selling my first book the the first edition of the mountain and the rock and i finished selling out that first um the first print like the first edition of it i sold it all out and i was so amazed i saw the empty boxes and i was amazed at how wow god you actually make this work out and then you know that story came to me and it was so beautiful the way it came to me because it came to me in the rhythm like the the rhythm of it came to me along with the story and it's like just god is is like the spirit of god is like the wind that carries these these three feathers if we just if it's it's a story that teaches that if you just trust god and go where he's leading you the wind has gone the wind is everywhere it has seen everything the wind knows the perfect place for the three feathers to be but each of the feathers have to decide whether they want the wind to carry them to the perfect place or if they want to look at that and maybe that is better and i'll go follow my own understanding and go there and do that instead and Right. The feather that does follow the path that the wind is, the feather that does stick with the wind and go where the wind takes it, that's the feather that has the happy ending. And that's me. I feel like right now, even in this moment, I'm that feather that's going on on the journey with the wind to that destination that's perfect for me. And that's right. So you you make it seem like these concepts came to you through it. It's like it details a lot. So, yes, I definitely can tell that it was heaven sent and yeah. everything else like that and because yeah. you just make it seem like this is like yeah and it just came and this and that it and everything else like that and i'm sure it did because it definitely was meant for you but that 
is amazing. Thank you were breaking you. it down. You telling us really what the stories that consist of, but don't tell us too much. You know, let us buy yes, that right. and let us get the message. But I am definitely intrigued. I'm definitely going to go in line. I, so far, what I heard, that was the book two. Now, you're on a book three, which was the, yes. the candle. What, how the did candle you come up with that day. idea? So that one, um, it's, a, it's a story where, okay, so once again in my life, while I was selling my books, I come across people who keep telling me, stop saying it's a Christian children's book. Stop saying it's Christian, you know? And, and I come across people who keep telling me, you know, how about you try to be less, you try to be just people who keep trying to tell me how to be. And it's, mm -hmm. it's not the way I know that this is not, this is not what God wants. This is not the way God wants me to be. And I started my company to put out Christian messages because I'm a Christian girl, you know? So, right. so why do you keep telling me to stop saying I'm Christian because I'll make less money. I'll make more money if I stop, if I stop saying that. And it just, it, it just, you know, there's a lot of darkness in this world. There's a lot of darkness that's going to try to put out the light that God has put in you. Ooh. And if you can persevere and hold on to that light, if you can hold on to the light that God has put in you, you will find that there's actually glory at the end of that. So just don't let the darkness, the shadows of darkness in this world put out God's light in you. That's what the third story is about. <laughs> right. That is amazing. Look, like I said, look, this whole show before you came on here, Lady Ass, I've been lost for words. And you definitely are just sharing your story and just showing, sharing, you know, the whole progress and just everything that you've been through to kind of develop this great thing that you got going on now with these three books she's working on the fourth um basically yeah. said she's finished writing it already you guys yes. but she's <laughs> just working on the pictures right yeah. now and then later looking to take on clients you know to kind of be fair to make sure that she is attentive to their needs and just like you said, some people are first authors. Some people are going to be just like you that are just starting off and really don't know and, you know, want to have that experience and need kind of that confirmation from somebody that is, you know, talent with it or is yeah. that knows about this stuff from you. So I'm grateful, even though it's been some challenges and everything that you've been through, just like you said, everything happens for a reason. Nothing happens miraculously, even, you know, you coming over here and going to Canada and getting this being told to you by naysayers and stuff like that. It was meant to happen that way to give you the next inspiration for your next book. So let them say what they want to say. I know it is many books to come. Like we're already speak, speaking it. It's going to be a movie. I'm thinking all four books now, Lady Eyes. Oh you my just, gosh. You just, you just said the last one, which was The Candle and the Flame. But yeah. the way you broke that book one and that book two down, well, I'm thinking it could just be like one main character that is going through all of these experiences. And, you know, mm -hmm. been going. you said Pixar, like Toy Story. Like, you know, they came out with three, four, all of them different chapters. So we are definitely speaking that. I am blessed. I am feeling blessed. And I'm just saying yes, because this lady, yes. look, I like to rhyme too has came on here and let us know how she was living it. She is going to get up out of here, but before she get up out of here, I know I don't want to be repetitive, but I want you one more time. First, I want to say thank you so much thank for you. giving us the insight on all of your books, 
letting us know where you be, giving us your story, giving us all of that. Because a lot of times that's not easy to share. So I thank you for sharing it on here. Thank you Hopefully for giving me the opportunity. No problem at all. No problem at all. So let's get those contacts out again, Miss Lady Athel. They can know where to find you, where to check in with you, and to see what's going on with you. I know she mentioned her ebook on Amazon, but let's just get it on out there again in case they ain't hear you because the word is the word. And if you've been on here since this guest segment started, you know that Miss Lady Athel has shared some word tonight. That's why I tell people nothing happens miraculously. A lot of times when I do my topics for my show, just like how you said, I put everything in prayer, let God take to me. And that's what I was like. The word is the word. You heard? And I was like, I just knew that you were going to come on here and sh speak a word tonight. And I am impressed and inspired that you do it in your books and all of your artistic expressions. Yes. God bless you. God loves you. Give up that contact information before you get out of here. And then you also have to throw up this You Better Live sign. You know what that means, right? You got to bring it to the contract. I love you. God uh, loves you. Okay. God bless you. So you make <laughs> sure right. that's, that's so, my yes. You Better Live sign right there. You see, I got this. Yeah. Right <laughs> got right. the fist right here for the power of the people. And of course, speak none, hear none, see none, okay? It's all good vibes up in here. So yeah, I set it up for you, Miss Lady, as you came in a good, positive space. And again, <laughs> I'm grateful that you took your time out to come through. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Find no. me at Pearl Lady Books. Please follow that journey. And please purchase a book from pearllady-s.com. Love to everyone. And please Ooh. go and do what God has put in your heart to do. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Make it do what it do, just like Miss Lady S do. You can do it too. You better be. Thank you, Miss Lady S. Come back any time and go write those books. Yes. Bye, guys. Bye. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful lady. See that? That's why I can help Kim folk on here tonight. All the way from Nigeria. Yes, y'all have to support the queen, the sister. She's been here for a while, but you definitely have to make sure that you support, especially when somebody comes through for that, like that. Y'all better live, because like I always say, look, there's a lot of people, um, she made some good points tonight just about the support, different lanes that she's trying to step in, didn't really have the support. Uh, I said it before, and I say it again. Um, even me doing this, being here, um, doing the You Better Live show in over a year, I surely have not gotten the support that I do, thought I would. And it's a struggle to kind of try to stay in that lane when you don't see no other, you know, ain't nobody honking for you, essentially, right? So I'm just a car riding on the highway. People ain't honking for me. I guess that's good, right? But I'm on and off top of Jersey. And guess what? I'm still driving. I'm still driving, y'all. I'm still driving. So salute to her for coming through because you know it's a couple of y'all. It's a couple of yous <laughs> that I've reached out to that ain't got on here yet. And um, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. Look at that. A successful offer, a successful sister with her own publishing company that came on here to talk to the goddess Chaz, Chaz Real, the Empress Lady Kate Mix. You gotta live for that. 
So make sure y'all look up, guys. Look, I'm bringing these um, lights through for nothing. These lights come through to connect to you, to help your light keep on shining. So whether you want to buy a book, whether you want to write a book, whether you want pictures drawn for a book or whatever else, Lady S is your lady. Chiamaka. I love that name. Chiamaka. Chiamaka. Make sure you holler at her Lady S at Pearl Lady Books. Um, all of her contacts was going against the screen. And I also plugged it in my promo. But yeah, get with her because she is definitely getting it. All right, before I did my little guest segment, right? Y'all know I was in my little what in the words and my what in the world, right? And I was talking about some stuff. I don't know what it was because I had to cut myself off because my guest was here. I didn't want to be rude. You know, somebody show up at your house. And guess what? To be on time, because she showed up and she was on time. Yes, that is definitely from the Nigerian culture. That is definitely from the culture because people don't be on time. Bad enough, it's a struggle to get them on here. But sister was on time. She on right, all right with me. She wasn't the only one. So I ain't shunning. None of my previous guests or nothing like that because some people that say they used to come in here, they never, <laughs> ain't never came through. So whatever time you come through, and y'all know sometimes I be running late too, right? So I'm not going to hold that against you if you don't hold it against me. And that's how we're going to live for that, right? That's how we're going to live for that. Um, so before my guest segment, I was speaking on the, the elderly lady who lost her life. It was also something that was going on in the news, right? But it's like, what? In the world, you have got to be kidding me. Do y'all remember Michael Orr? Yeah, Michael Orr. Michael Orr was that football player who the blind side, that was like kind of his story, right? That his adoptive parents had sold his name, his story, because he never really was a fan, right? Well, Michael Orr is now 37. He's now 37. You know, when he first started out his career, he played right here um, for the Baltimore Ravens. He played here his first five seasons, I believe. And he also was on the winning Super Bowl team, right? So that was back then. Um, I think he stopped. He last played in the NFL in 2016, but his career apparently came to an end in 2017 when he was released by the Carolina Panthers. Now, Michael Orr, now at 37 years old, just put in a petition to a court, right? I think it was like August 23rd, if I'm exact. Yes, he just put in a petition. I say August 23rd. August 23rd ain't here yet. <laughs> well, this month, he's put in a claim. And basically, he is not suing, but putting in a petition for his supposedly, check this out, what was supposed to be his foster parents. Yes, his foster parents. Who was them two? Sean and Lee and Toy. I think I'm saying that right. T-U-O-H-Y. Well, apparently, he's just finding out in February that they actually had a conservatorship over him. And a conservatorship is actually is under um, U.S. law as a conservatorship is a result of appointment of a guardian or a protector uh, by a judge to manage your personal and financial affairs 
um, of another person who is incapable. So basically, it's somebody that has like guardianship over all of your stuff. If they feel like you're not capable, whether it be your age, your mental capacity, or your your physical limitations. Um. So back in two thousand and four, in August fourth, two thousand and four, actually, it was like a few months down the line after Mr. Orr turned 18, what he's saying is that, or what he's alleging, is that this family never went to the Department of Human Services to try to actually file the appropriate papers to adopt him. But when he was ready to be 18, they kind of came to him. Uh, well, after he turned 18, they came to him and they were presenting these papers to be such. Yeah, they were presenting these papers to him to say, look, we want to adopt you, sign these papers. But what those papers actually was, what it actually was, was legal documentation to sign them on a human degree for them to get a conservatorship. So now he wants it to be terminated. Can you believe all this time since 2004? Yes, at 37 years old now, he has just found out in February of this year that they still have this over him. In his petition, he has filed for it to be terminated in addition to wanting to know how much he wants an account, he wants to know how much money did they get off of using his name and his story. And basically, he wants to be compensated for primitive damages and all that stuff to be like determined by the court. But basically, he's saying they put him in a trick bag. So apparently, I'm thinking that he had some mental type of limitations. So that's why they sought this conservatory shit. But it Definitely was a trick. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, it came on a, a movie and everything. Y'all know the blind sign where Sandra Bullock, she won like an Oscar for playing the mother um, on a movie. And it was crazy because I never knew that he really wasn't no fan. But yeah, that's what it's saying. That he never really was a fan of the story. Didn't want the story to come out. He didn't understand why I need to be popularized. But apparently... These so-called parents did, or should not say parents, because they only had the conservatorship over him. But once he turned 18, they was like, hold on, wait a minute now. We've been helping him all this time. And uh, he ready to get that money and he going to run. Oh, no, he ain't capable to do this. So let us get the say-so over all his stuff that he got going on and everything else like that. So, yeah, he's trying to get it uh, terminated. He wants a full account of that money and he wants the sanction. He wants them to be sanctioned and both of them required to pay come. Yeah, punitive damage. Yeah, he wants the court to decide. I'm like, that is so crazy. That is so crazy. But earlier when I was looking at it, well, what can I say the other day when I first was trying to get information about this story? Because I was like, that is really messed up. Like, what in the what, right? So when I was looking at it at first, um, it was saying that the parents had not yet came out with a statement, you know, kind of like a rebuttal to say, yeah, nay, nay, is he really telling the truth? But when I was looking at it before the show, uh, I think the mom, and, no, both of them is basically making a statement to the lawyer to say that he's lying. And basically he posed a proposition to them to give them money to say that he didn't, they didn't lawfully get this conservatorship over him or he was going to come out with this that man i ain't i ain't, I ain't calling him slow because i don't know but something is going on because i mean from back in 2004 it's 2023 and he just found out in february that these people still got control over 
his decisions when it comes to medical and financially. Yeah, something is definitely going on. And I think that's a little bit of what the story was telling, right? In the blonde side. I don't know. I think really wasn't another end to the story. I don't know. Like I said, I can re-energy or whatever. So that's I can say to you, I wasn't really a fan. I remember when it was like really popping like that, the blonde side of whatever. So I was like, oh, what is this story about? This is, uh, I don't know why I never was really um into it. I do remember him being a Baltimore's Raven. Um, and went in with the Super Bowl team and everything else like that, but that is definitely a what and a what. They tricked this man, brought these papers, told this man, we are going to be officially adopting you, but he was already over 18, not that he could not still be adopted, but yeah, that's what he's alleging that they did. They brought these papers, they told him that that's what it was, and it was not that. Now they're saying something else, that he tried to coerce them to get rid of the 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 conservatorship and everything else like that for a certain amount of money or he was going to bring this out. And my thing is, if it ain't about that, then it ain't about the money or if it ain't about having control over him, knowing that he has these limitations, like what is the problem? Why did he even have to? How he ain't know? How he ain't know? How he ain't know? So that's my question. I don't know when he actually found out about the conservatorship, I think that he already knew previously to now, but I think what he just found out or what he's just realizing in February, I don't know if he thought that it was like going to drop off or something like that or whatever, when he got a certain age, I don't know. I, that's, that's the question that I have. So just make sure you look at the story because basically Michael Orr is saying they lied. They put him in a trick bag to get his money and get all that over his money. Remember the same thing happened to Britney Spears and people was um, chairman for real when she got out of that conservatorship. So I hope he gets out of it because I think stuff like that is like really sad. And then also knowing that, you know, they had his name and his story and they could do things like that. And, you know, I don't want my story out there and y'all did it, made money or whatever. So I'm thinking that he probably already knew what the trick was, but then he was something or whatever maybe he was trying to do something came february and they probably was like oh you ain't got the right to do that you got to go to them and ask them because they act like this what do you call this authority over him and those affairs and stuff like that because of this conservatorship that they had ain't that something oh man i hope that works out for michael or um he did file that position petition on 814 which was a little, what, a couple of days ago. That was on Monday. He filed that on Monday in the Tennessee probate court. So let's just see, because now they're coming out with statements saying he lied. But I don't think he lied, because I don't think he got the, the make a great live like that about y'all. Y'all came with that man. I'm just putting all these charges on people right tonight, but guess what? It's my opinion. It's a word. It's a word. You heard and that's what I'm giving. Um, but I don't think that man, you know, made it up when y'all came for this money and all this other stuff like that. Y'all know what y'all did. Y'all know what y'all did, right? So just for a quick recap, guys, because we will be off of here in just a few minutes. I am going to end it. Let me just give you a recap. What happened tonight on the show of the word is the word you heard. I talked about just what the word is and how good the word is. And if you were here, join us with my guest, Simon, eliminate it. This lady asked, oh, my God, she did just that. Woo! I got to get a break. 
<laughs> my tongue was all tied and everything. I was like that, but yeah, she definitely spoke a word. She spoke a word up in here tonight. You heard, you heard. Um, but she came through on my guest segment. I talked about Trump, and y'all be acting like y'all don't, you know what I mean? I told y'all about looking out for that word, right? Riggers, because that's the new thing, y'all. That's the new thing now. So them proud boys and all of them and all of them supporters, they ain't screaming out, make Trump right, you know, make America great again. They still screaming that out too and wearing those hats, right? But they also gonna be saying that. So guess what? Don't let it slide. We better ride like they did on the <laughs> on the Montgomery ball. No, don't y'all fight, y'all. Say on the Montgomery bro. Don't y'all fight. But what I'm saying is the battle was the rewards, right? But you still got the fight. Don't ever get interested. So when you hear somebody talking about workers, no. That's another one of Trump tactics. We want to see if he's going to jail, but I really don't think he's going to prevail this time. He got to pay a fine or something. I talked about that. I talked about the unfortunate loss of life of Miss Barbara Logan, 88, who was tragically killed on Monday in a hit and run. They're still looking for the suspect in that case in a white Ford F-150, and it has extensive front-end damage. It should have excessive, excuse me, front-end damage. So if you see that, call, please, because they say this lady was full of life. Heart was tremendous, and this was definitely, definitely a heartless act. It was just an accident. I know, if look, you the suspect out there listening, turn yourself in. Get that family some peace and lace. I don't know how you live with that. Oh, I know it got to be eating you. Up, it got to be eating you. Up, it got to be eating you. Up, 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 up. Um, I also talked about just some other things, but they don't really get into it. No, I didn't. I think I'm gonna save it. Guess what? For the next time, because guess what? My time is up. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Thank you guys for joining me. I thank you for joining me. Make sure you come back next week. I'll be here. Same time, same station. <laughs> to be exposed but the you better live show what time i come on seven seven to nine y'all know that's my birthday shout out to the leos it's still leo season we got a couple of what like a week left y'all y'all better keep on ruining. also this weekend baltimore fashion week august 19 2023 if you ain't got your ticket you better get it because me chat world will be in the building i'm also going out this weekend to support mbx 32 with that back to school fundraiser. Yes, I'm going out there to volunteer. Yes, because stuff like that is truly dear to my heart. But right after that, I'm going to the fashion week. So look, don't meet me there. Beat me there. You ain't got to beat me there for the volunteer thing because I got to be out there early. But that event is going down and Carol Park is going to be like from two to four, two to four, something of the sort. So yeah, all of that stuff. Let me know what you got going on. If you need an egg, Guess what? It can come through here. But if you just want me to mention it, I'll mention it. And then also, if you're interested in being a guest, any info that you need to know, guess what? That you need to know, you can watch my show. But make sure you hit that email up at info at beexposedradio.com because the best person to tell you all that is mom. That's on the other side of the screen. <laughs> all right, y'all. I'm up out of here. Y'all know what it is. And y'all know what it gives. It's more than like the down. So, yeah, you better live. God loves you. God bless you. A word. Or should I say the word is the word. You heard. I'll see you next week. Mm. <laughs> I'll get my beat.
Thank you.